We have a special guest today on the Fearless Society. I'm here with Jessica Morales. <laughs> she is a certified hypnotherapist mm -hmm. and a EFT specialist, but I have known her for years <laughs> as an actress and I'm as a filmmaker. But uh, coming full circle together, both of us have written a book and I wanted to just talk to you because I find hypnotherapy so fascinating and this whole idea of EFT and tapping is very interesting to a modality that I actually uh, did called NSA Network Spinal Analysis. But we're mm. so lucky to have you because we wanna talk about how hypnotherapy can help people that have trauma and mm -hmm. fear in their lives and like how they can use hypnotherapy as a form of modality to help them get out of that dark period in their place. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Um, it is, hypnotherapy is such a fascinating field because it's it's a lot misunderstood in many ways, but we are always in and out of hypnosis while we're driving, you get to a location, you don't know how you got there, you you know, you lose a sense of time and space. When you're doing your projects as a writer, as you can, you, you probably have lost a sense of time and space. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I kind of was thinking of a joke, you go, when you like, you're driving and yeah. you lose your time and sense of space. I was like, oh, I think I was intoxicated in driving. <laughs> That's true. Like, don't do that, kids. Do not do that. That is not good. But yes, uh, I guess. The driving. other, the other form. <laughs> yes, Shauna. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. So, you know, when I, I sort of got intrigued by hypnotherapy because of, the surgical outcomes, like looking at when people uh, do hypnotherapeutic sessions before surgeries, even with cancer treatments, things of that nature, and how their mind affected their outcomes was incredible to me. So that kind of like piqued my interest. And then I started studying more about traumas and PTSD and things of that nature and how to get to the deeper layers, which I call the deeper layers of the mind, the subconscious where our life script is housed. And we've talked about this, about like childhood traumas embedding themselves, um, these negative triggers or associations embedding themselves in the body and the body really is representative of the subconscious mind. So I knew like, um, uh, like Einstein says, you know, you wanna address, you don't address these issues or problems with the same mind or mentality that created it. You've gotta go with a different approach. And I knew that in the work that I wanted to do, I wanted to help people really address their life script in the subconscious because if we could resolve that then we could finally resolve the issue and help people move forward and release them from these traumas well just to kind of take back maybe yeah. you can explain um what hypnotherapy actually is yeah. and how it works on your subconscious mind mm -hmm. or you know just just sort of the fundamentals of the science behind mm -hmm. hypnotherapy yeah that's a great question uh so Hypnotherapy is an alert state of focused attention while the physical body is relaxed. So we walk around in life really um, allowing our senses to be focused in the outside world. And we really need to be able to come inward to address some of these deeper um, issues that can come up that keep us triggered. So what a hypnotherapist does is we, through progressive relaxation techniques and other techniques, we help relax the physical body. So you can go ahead and bring that energy up instead of on your organs and everything else. We wanna bring your energy up into the mind, into the brain area to give you a heightened alertness. So if I was doing a session with you, you could really tune into even probably the neighbors and can hear 
I mean, it's the craziest thing. You can hear the top, the clocks, um, you know, moving and things that your senses get so heightened and so aware. And you're like, wow, I'm walking around not aware of all these things. Um, and so through the process of it, when I work with clients, I'm working with positive emotions. So really relaxing and easing the body. So where there's ease, you can't have anxiety, right? So where, where there's joy, you can't have like the frustration and anger. So allowing the client to get into that physical space, I say physical space because your imagination believes it's actually happening, it's actually true. And once you're there, uh, we're able to release the fight or flight uh, fighters, I call them, the little fight or fight light fighters that wanna come up, right? And they wanna protect you and they want the ego to come in and they don't let you address the issue sometimes, uh, many times. And so once that fight or flight center is eased and the amygdala is eased, now we can get into the parts of the brain to really uh, approach your issue or your goal uh, with a more productive lens, a proactive approach fueled with positive emotion. Well, that is like filled with so many <laughs> questions now. Like I was just like in my mind, <laughs> like, yes, ask her this, ask her that, ask her this. Um, we had a discussion and you said that your body is your subconscious mm -hmm. mind yeah. and then our brains are mm -hmm. our conscious mind, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. just maybe you can just talk a little bit about the difference between the subconscious mind and how it relates to the body or even yeah. why it's part of the body <laughs> as opposed to the mind because many of us are disconnected from our minds and our body. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think the best example that people really get is when we talk about um, bad eating habits um, or an addiction, for example, and when the body just wants to kind of, I think of it as reacting and just going for what it wants without there being any thinking or logic to make a better decision instead. So the subconscious is that automatic mechanism. When the body is more in control than you in control of your mind, um, that's what kind of leads to those um, kind of patterns where you're letting your subconscious dictate your behaviors. We operate largely in our subconscious day to day. So over like 95% of everything we experience um, and how we express ourselves in this world on a day to day basis is literally um, driven by the subconscious. So if you have a conscious goal, but the subconscious is not in agreement because of past patterns or associations, you know, you have this food addiction, and eating food brings you back to feeling really great. You know, Latinos, we love to eat with our families. And, you know, if there was a problem you ate or something like that, um, that association is so strongly rooted that it's really difficult. Sometimes people will lose the weight, but they're not the identity of that person who lost weight. They're still in their subconscious, the identity of the person with the weight. So that's where you have friction. That's where you end up going back to your old identity. So that's the kind of thing that we work with is to get the subconscious and conscious to agree so you have complete mind power. Yeah, when I was <laughs> suffering from a lot of different traumas, mm. like my very first trauma happened when I was seven and a half months old. So I didn't have mm. the tools yeah. yet to vocalize those traumas. Right. And at some point when you hold on to these traumas, you suppress them and then you repress them. Mm -hmm. So by the time I'm, you know, seven years old and I, I'm depressed because I have this void, this loss of my father, I don't know how to process it, but it is stored in my subconscious, but I don't even know it's there. there. And yes. you can go into your adulthood, like yeah. many of my traumas were stored in my body mm -hmm. on a cellular level 
for decades and it was like there had become this disconnect yes. so when they say like or as addicts like we like to say <laughs> you know i'm crawling in my skin i don't want to be mm -hmm. in this body it's mm -hmm. like you know you're trying to escape <laughs> almost Absolutely. i'm getting out of there because there's so much trauma in you and you don't know which direction it's coming from or how to identify and that the repression and that suppression of it disconnects you from that subconscious place where you know trauma lives mm -hmm. so and your life script is there right and your associations to that trauma and like you said when you're a child there is no critical filter yet you don't have the cognitive abilities to decide what you want in your brain or not right so you're just a sponge and you're just taking in all this data and so that's why it's really important even those of us if we're not parents that as a community, we really take a lot of interest in parenting ch children well. Maybe you're taking, helping to take care of someone's child. I take that very seriously uh, because this is data that's getting impressed upon and just bypassing the critical mind. But as you become of a certain age, once you're getting um, 25 is when they say that like your brain has really formed, but it's malleable, which is great. We used to think the brain is hardwired, but you get to, I always say you get to reparent that brain. We talked about that too. Yes, actually, mm -hmm. um, because of a lot of my childhood traumas, I think that like it wasn't until I was in my late 30s mm -hmm. that I had a therapist mm -hmm. who I worked with and he said, you have to start looking at your achievements and accomplishments as accomplishments, otherwise you're never gonna be happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, whether those accomplishments or those achievements are, are small or big, mm -hmm. you have to celebrate that. And you should develop a, a rewarding system mm -hmm. so for good. that. So yeah. I started uh, I started <laughs> going, oh, well, I'm there's this like, you know, pair of shoes that I wanted, so then I would win <laughs> a, an award and I would go, I'm gonna treat myself and celebrate, mm -hmm. right? Which is, yeah. In a way, what parents usually do is positive reinforcements, you know, um, to a degree. I mean, yeah. without spoiling your child, it's like you put yourself on a, a reward system. So what I started to do was I started to celebrate like little achievements and things or set goals for myself. Yeah. And then I then later I realized that I didn't, you know, I had spent so much time in struggle mm. with a single mom mm -hmm. and survival became such a you know a more prevalent thing even over education Absolutely. you know that yes. you literally like i was like okay i never you know got to go on camping trips i never went we never went on family vacations or things mm -hmm. like that so then i started to send myself on these like vacations. So what I started to do is I go, okay, I'm gonna go back and be my parent. That's right. My own parent <laughs> into all the childhood things that I missed. So oh, that so way, good. even though I wasn't in a way of having that traditional like yeah. family lifestyle, I was like, I'm taking myself on a family vacation, you know? Absolutely. And I started living and giving myself. So it's like, even though I don't have children, I was like, well, I'm my own parent. That's you right. Know? And I'm living out my childhood now. Yes. And, and, and in a way, your brain doesn't sit there and go, I'm not that six-year-old going to Disneyland. No, it just likes it's just like more. going, oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Disneyland. You know what I mean? And, does, and yeah. I have to say that it was like so healing on so many levels. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the, you know, process, I think, I mean, I guess the difference between Western medicine, like mm -hmm. me going to a therapist and going to a hypnotherapist, like mm -hmm. what can I achieve 
as somebody who maybe had some childhood traumas that I don't that I'm completely disconnected from mm -hmm. but obviously having physical reactions such as panic attacks or anxiety attacks or depression over situations that I don't really remember on a conscious level yeah yeah and and that's the thing it's what how aware are you and our brain is so fascinating we don't know at what point it stores certain things or what it chose to take in at a certain way like you and this if you had a like maybe you and your sister had a similar event in the household but for some reason your brain took it in one way and hers took it in another way for her it's just a regular stored memory for you it might have been something that anchored itself that now it's showing up as a pattern in your life like for example i'll use myself um, let's say in a workplace, I need validation from my superior and not getting that validation really triggers me. So become curious about that and, and ask yourself, why is that happening? So in a hypnotherapy session versus like talk, I have a lot of friends, by the way, shout out to my friends in talk therapy. She does have a lot of friends. <laughs> we refer to one another. Some are imaginary, <laughs> some are real. This is my real friend. Um, yes, I'm really I'm here right now. The imagination so can't tell the difference. So you can have fake friends in your brain. <laughs> anyway, so, so, but you know, it, the research shows that to get to those outcomes, um, you know, hypnotherapy is comparable more so to cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's more like a set number of sessions. No one can promise you what those number of sessions are, but it seems like because we're able to bypass that critical filter and we're able to release the ego and the need to protect oneself, and again, using those elevated emotions of compassion for oneself. I, we talked a little bit about Buddhism and nurturing your suffering and being, hey, suffering, I see you, you're here, I'm here to parent you, I'm here to take care of you, suffering. Even doing that in a hypnotherapeutic session is so liberating for the mind to feel safe. And now it's ready to let's say, let's go, let's explore. And then if an obstacle comes up because the subconscious speaks in imageries, imagery and pictures and symbols, we can explore what those images and what your subconscious is trying to tell you. So you're very aware. You're not asleep. I know we say deep sleep, but you're not asleep. <laughs> well, so, but some of us are not awake. <laughs> well, it depends. Were you drinking that day? <laughs> I don't really drink anymore. She doesn't. But <laughs> no, I mean Buddha says that yeah. we are all we are responsible for all of our suffering, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So and. We can take that many different ways. Like, yes. no, we're not. Well, you're going to have another guest to talk about that. <laughs> exactly. We'll Amazing get into people. an episode yeah. on, on Buddhism yeah. specifically. Yeah. But one of the things that I realized, and it goes back to what you were saying mm -hmm. about how, like, there could be a shared event with a sibling, like, mm -hmm. a, like maybe me and my sister, mm -hmm. and we remember things differently. And maybe one, you know, like maybe my sister might not process it as anything mm -hmm. like it meant nothing to her mm -hmm. and then on the on the flip side I might be completely traumatized by yes. it right and so it's the power of perception and how we look at things mm -hmm. you know as as to like what's the bigger picture uh, of things and I'll like give an example like maybe something happened to me when I was seven years old where I looked at it through the mind's eye of a seven-year-old yeah. and and at that point in that stage of development mm -hmm. may have been very traumatizing for me because my brain is very limited mm -hmm. in life experiences in the world and how to look at and process things yes. not from taking it personal mm -hmm. 
but going, oh, you know what? Maybe my mother was having a bad, you know, yeah. day. Maybe she was, and she said something mean, and that sparked in me and triggered something in me that became so debilitating later on that gave me a self-esteem and and some a, a low self-worth issue. But she didn't mean it. She was just, you know, she just said something, you know, there's like no manual on parenting no. it wasn't and having intentional a bad day. On her it wasn't intentional. It wasn't oh. even something that was really like based on her belief. Right. It was more like, okay, she was angry in that moment, mm -hmm. but yet for 30 years I've lived with this trauma feeling yeah. a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, that was something that had to be pulled out of me because it had become so repressed and That's a trigger, right. an unknowing conscious trigger mm -hmm. that I go, oh, well, of course I didn't get win this or I didn't get this because, and then it goes back to that narrative. Oh yeah, you spiral right back to, every, it, that narrative colors how you see the world, how your interactions are colored. It's the lens that you put on uh, yourself and as a child, it's the lens that the environment put onto you. So. With hypnotherapy, we're able to, um, um, like you mentioned, an onion, get to the aspects of that problem, that, that issue that you're walking in with, and we get to explore it, um, and we get to hold space in an open, non-judgmental way. We're not trying to get to the answer on a cognitive thinking brain. We're actually trying to get to it from a subconscious approach. Okay, so different. I think that from my understanding, and maybe I can speak on this she <laughs> in can. a little bit layman's terms, because <laughs> um, you, you said something where mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we use positive affirmations and enforcements uh, to guide you into a relaxed state of mind because the, the body will respond, right, to like these 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 affirmations. We're, these we're trying to make the body, like, right? we're, it's not so much positive affirmation, we're using a progressive relaxation to relax the body, but we can create a safe space for the person right. and you would, we would create what you want because you might have a safe space in your place and then Shauna, what does that look like, feel like? You might be in a garden. Um, I'm you know. definitely in a garden. Are you in a garden? With oh. a lot of fairies. Yeah. It's very enchanting. And, and, yes. and that's your safe space to go because we're creating that safe space so that if those little fighter flighters want to come out, we have a place to put you right back in and you get to go there. And then right. you get to explore what that issue, what, I call it more like obstacle discovery because we are discovering the obstacles to that issue. Let's say, for example, you come in with an issue and you think, oh my gosh, I always attract the wrong men, right? And so through that process, it might be something completely different that you thought might've been attached to, let's say a father not being present in your life. Right. But the brain is so fascinating. It actually might be something, not even that. It might be something attached to your mother. It's just so you have, the practitioner should have an open mind not to bring in any judgment and to have a clear space for you to explore and guide you through that. But you really are doing the meaningful work. Yeah, so I would say that from, I mean, I, I think that I had hypnotherapy, gosh, once, like maybe 20 years ago, oh, and wow. I probably didn't take it like that serious because <laughs> I was like really traumatized and so many, you were on, ready on the surface level that I wasn't ready to go to the yeah. subconscious level. But I would say that like, I mean, in traditional Western therapy, like mm -hmm. you're talking to a therapist, mm -hmm. you basically say, okay, I had a bad day, I got in a fight with my boss, blah, 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 blah. And then they kind of try to help you find like the root cause. But mm -hmm. a lot of times it's just therapy enough to be able to talk and purge oh, yes. and release that information, yeah. right, for the Absolutely. day. So then like with, with uh, a hypnotherapy, it sounds to me more like, okay, this is you putting the conscious mind in a 
state of relaxation where then you can tap into and communicate directly with the subconscious mind. Correctly. Cor correctly. Look, I made a new word. Correctly. I like it. Um, so we're going to go with that. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's so similar. Like, where do you get your biggest um, moments of aha? where you weren't thinking about it is it like driving or sh when you're showering or exercising like what you know what I mean so like when that happens you weren't logically thinking about a response or sometimes you're so stuck on a problem but the best thing to do is not think about the problem and that's when the it's like getting the basically it's a holistic approach using your whole brain's assets to that issue not just compartmentalizing the brain and just using part of the brain we see the brain actually uh, light up when this happens. It literally is like those those areas of the brain light up. You have access often to how deep you go. You can have access to divine intervention and wisdom. And then you look at it like I work a lot with organizations, for example. And um, you know, if I have, I, I mentioned this recently. A person came in with an issue regarding um, work and was you know very much about to lose a job. And it was a very important career job. This is not a job she wanted to lose. An intervention from headquarters was coming in and she came in and she's venting to me, but it was all her boss, the boss's fault is the boss. The boss should see you. Right? So she was in a victim mentality. Correct. Correct. So what you have to do is ease that, that desire to have to protect that you, you cannot have higher level of awareness, a wider picture. She's just focused on that dot on the paper. Whereas a hypnotherapist is trying to sh show you the white space, everything around it to expand your options and possibilities. And then she herself, she she herself went uh, gave herself permission to go deeper. She, the client has to give you give themselves the permission. Nobody can force you into it. And she was able to get pictures and images. And what she saw come forward was an owl. And an owl is very representative of wisdom. So to her, an owl represents wisdom. That's what came forth in her brain. And I said, "Would you like to discover what it wants to say to you?" And she said, "Yes." And all of a sudden, a tear came out, right? As our eyes are closed, I knew we were going to have that breakthrough, that that inner, that wisdom. And the owl, she says, the owl said to me that I need to communicate to my superiors and to my colleagues and receive that input with more compassion. Now, it's something so simple. Had I said that in just a cognitive session, she would reject it. Right. Right? You get right. it? But it came from her. So like you said, even with a traditional therapy session, it's very powerful talk. Just talk therapy will allow the brain to vent and try to, you want to highlight the brain to look for solutions. With hypnotherapists, that's kind of an experience that happens really organically and happens, tends to happen a little faster usually, you know? And so you're more suggestible to yourself. Like when you're in a fight, if we fought in an argument, you're going to think you're right. <laughs> so let's make you right. And let's let you get the suggestion yourself. Right. You will hold, you will now execute that suggestion and that's what it became her mantra and then her manager contacted me and was like what did you do with her because we need to do that with all of my staff <laughs> yeah. so she showed up in a whole different way and she actually taught a class on this for her staff and it came like we really really appreciated and that's all she ever wanted was to was to fit in so she didn't lose her she job. didn't lose her job and her manager she came to do the reason why i can share it she did a testimonial for me and her manager came on a Saturday when we were shooting this testimonial said, I want to be there for her. These are two women that were just like, you know, and that was so, so beautiful to see that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things where, you know, sometimes you're dealing with people and you don't know where, where they've been, you know, what yeah. they've been through or what mm -hmm. they're going through. Yeah. Um, you know, they could be having a really trying time in their lives and we are not necessarily always aware 
and we just think that that combative nature or you know not communicating and not yeah. understanding each other or connecting with each other is um really just differences and yes. stuff but i always find that those situations are mirrors yeah you know it's like true. what you don't like in somebody else is what you don't usually like in, in yourself. yourself you know which is why i have <laughs> why such a problem being, with my why, mother <laughs> yes why are you being triggered Get why curious. does she trigger me why <laughs> It's like, yeah. oh, even though we don't look alike, it's like, I'm yeah. just like her in some degree. <laughs> that stubbornness is just, you know. How fun would it be to myself. explore it, though? To explore that, you know? <laughs> well, but, you know, it's so fun sometimes. You know, we all need a okay, villain. Not, we always need, like, a villain and, like, in a superhero, <laughs> like, in our lives, right? And yeah. so... I pro we probably look at each other. Yeah, like, we're the hero. Yeah, that's that the is villain. true, and that's the natural thing. But like with a session like this, because you bring in like uh, compassion or professional empathy. In that case, that was professional empathy for the other that she was able to yeah. bring up. We would then place you in your mom and look at Shauna through your mom's eyes, and vice versa. And it's amazing, Shauna. What is three, two, one? What is she saying? Now you're in her, looking at you. What does she want to tell you? Don't edit it. Let it come out. And the things that come out, it's just like, and this is your brain talking to you. So it's it's a really, I used to have all these biases about it. You know, like, what is this? And when I had that calling, I, I got really curious about it. And then I realized this is so powerful. It's like placebo effect. You know, when they do medication, uh, they, tr they try to see, like, if medication is going to work before they introduce it into the market. And they give people the placebo. And they tend to do either the same or better. And they never even took the medication. Power of your mind. Right. If I get the yeah. placebo, then I definitely have all the things. You Absolutely. know, because I'm a hypochondriac. But that's a whole <laughs> different episode. <laughs> well, oh, and, and before I forget, speaking of this, the, the, the fact that we came from the, um, the uh, industry of performing arts and, and acting and everything. Um, with actors, you know, this, I, I do do workshop for the Screen Actors Guild Conservatory with actors mindset, you know, they go through so much and they give so much, but even something like that, you know, audition anxiety or audition fears, you know, where is that fear coming from? And I'm not doing hypnotherapy in a group session at SAG. Um, it's more, I'm talking about it, but even like you said, Shauna, the awareness, I did some sort of cognitive exercise and turned out that one of the actors her fear was actually connected to um, water and being in a pool and um, having that fear of drowning. And so that that drowning, that sensation connected with auditioning and drowning and not doing well and not being able to get herself out to perform well with casting directors, you know? And so we were able to resolve that for her. Isn't that crazy how it it, it basically associates? It doesn't differentiate. It's the emo If the emotion's the same to the yeah. brain, it's the same. That boss that does not give me affirmation is... Perhaps my father who wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like to the brain, it still feels the same as that child. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of water, when I was three and a half years old, I mm -hmm. um, was drowning in a pool mm -hmm. and I was essentially saved by my aunt. But first, their golden retriever heard me drowning and, wow. and barked and dove off of like the second story, like um, balcony on into mm -hmm. the pool. Wow. And that's what caused the splash. And then my aunt ran out and saved me. Oh, so I had a lot of trauma and triggers like of, of swimming in deep ends. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so I ended up taking like a class at a local community college, like in probably my like late 20s, because I wanted, I was always afraid to, you know, go yeah. into the deep end, of course. which was a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
I spent a whole <laughs> semester, like that little three and a half year old going, will you swim with me oh. <laughs> to the other side? Cause somehow like if I look down and mm -hmm. I see the depth mm -hmm. of the ocean, which is like a vast place in general. And we don't even know, like yeah. I would get nervous yeah. that I couldn't get myself out of it, you mm -hmm. know? And I was able to overcome that trauma, but then, you know, we have rational fears and yep. irrational fears and even like, because I, now I'm an international, like, world traveler and go all these places. And I'm not afraid to get on a plane anymore. Oh, but I'm so afraid bad. of crashing and dying. Like, it's okay if I if it crashes on land, but in, the water. But in the water. And then I'm like, what am I, like, mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do. And, and the chances are, on a logical point, I'm not going to, like crash into the water and and live to drown right. you know <laughs> yeah we call those fear, fears and phobias and it has a real reason behind it like she really almost drowned that's a fear but if it was just like you create there was no logical reason that would be a phobia sometimes people confuse the two right but your but, brain yeah, but, the, but we are yeah. very imaginative people yeah. Yeah. and we you know, we think of all these scenarios yeah. in terms <laughs> yes, of these phobias that are not necessarily logical or that's true. You know, but it's real for the brain. Absolutely. It's real for the brain because your brain goes there, and that's where that flight and fight Absolutely. goes off. You mentioned something about the amygdala. Mm -hmm. So, how does the amygdala? Well, to explain to people what that is in mm -hmm. general, mm -hmm. and then also how that works in terms of like uh, hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's our arousal center and everything in your brain is good and then there's the opposite side, just like our personalities, right? Yes. <laughs> so some good and then the opposite side. Uh, so we want to love on our brain for everything that it's capable of doing because the amygdala is important for, for example, um, there's a safety issue and, you know, something could happen to you if you don't act quickly enough. You don't have the time to think about it logically you need to react so that's important or like a mom you know the, the biggest example that's always used is being able to get the strength to lift up a car off of a, ba a baby you know Be and where did she get that strength there's no rhyme or reason it's just like she reacted and just had this surge of energy to save her baby you know without logic so that's when it's important to use. But when we use the arousal center or constantly in that state of fight or flight, that's a constant state of inflammation, nothing out of balance. We talk about balance a lot. Nothing out of balance is good for you. Everything needs to go back to being in balance. So with hypnotherapy, that's the area that initially we're trying to ease. We want to we want to quiet it down and ease it so you can get in a um, optimal state of mental awareness. So that you can process your issue through with a much more productive lens. Well, that sounds great. So, mm -hmm. what would you say are um, tools? Mm -hmm. Because not everybody can afford to go to mm -hmm. hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. But if you are suffering from, let's say, uh, anxiety or panic or even dep depression, yeah. are there some tools at home that people can try yeah. as just sort of? an introduction to, mm -hmm. you know, the, the idea and process that hypnotherapy gives as a benefit? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, we, we're so blessed to have the, the internet and to be able to have uh, things like YouTube where there are some really wonderful people out there. I, I have a, a YouTube as well to try to help people um, get some of these kinds of tools. And so um, EFT is one of them, emotional freedom technique tapping. 
because I love anything that helps somebody become their own mind coach. We literally uh, had that conversation as well um, because when you're by yourself, it's, you know, it's very hard to get in touch. You, A, you may not even have the energy to ask somebody for help. Um, and even if you could, sometimes people are just not available to you. So I'm a big proponent of over becoming your own mind coach when you need it most. So EFT tapping is just tapping on the ends of the acupoints. And as you're tapping on, on these acupoints, you're restoring energy and flow through the meridian system of your body. We're all electrical beings. And so electricity is running all through us. But when you feel that stagnation or you're stuck, blocked or blocked, uh, EFT can help resolve that. So there are so many videos on YouTube. Brad Yates, who uh, is amazing. We actually went to the same hypnotherapy school. Um, he has a lot of videos online. I recommend him as well. Um, if you want a full, something more full immersion and a more deeper understanding of it, you know, where you're walking yourself through some therapeutic practices, then that's something that you would take more of a course for. Um, I teach that as well. Uh, that's not necessarily as available, but there's so many resources or like you mentioned meditation. And does that work for you as well? Like, you know, going online and looking for alpha theta, alpha theta meditation is slowing down the brain waves. And then you can put some positive, great um, emotion, positive emotion, positive affirmations using meditation and apps like that. Yeah, I like to listen to some of those um, those videos on YouTube that mm -hmm. are audio based that are mm -hmm. activating the the you know mm -hmm. the different brain waves and relaxing your mind. Yeah. I like listening to the abundance ones too because I'm like all you about do? like the expansion. But I think for me, what I do when I'm listening to that is at least for five minutes of it yeah. to just stop and visualize, like visualize where I want to see myself, visualize mm -hmm. um, me in happy places and states of mind because the brain has no idea that Absolutely. that's not actually ha happening. So it it's thinks like, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we say. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> that's a good tip that Deshana you're bringing up is even um, you're feeling angst or you're feeling you wake up and you already feel that heavy emotion um, take five minutes. It's so worth it. It'll reset the day. If you don't, it's going to color your entire day. It, it's literally going to color. You can tap in just like five minutes. You can tap out that emotion and tap the crap out of that is what we say. Like tap the crap out of that, out of the nervous system, rebalance the nervous system rather quickly so that you can get on with your day. Little do you know that something can be coming up bad news in that day that had you not tapped the crap out of that earlier, you would just be triggered in so much more of an enormous way. But now you can handle that or at a workplace, you can handle some more challenging events. Um, in the car, take take pauses, you know, like when, you, when you're coming home if you're, or if you're on a train ride or something, close your eyes, bring your senses inward, keep your, because your, your senses are always, you know, everywhere else, the energy is in the, in the subconscious, in the body. Bring it up to the brain, nurture your brain, parent your brain, you know, and give it that moment. Like you said, Shauna, imagination and visualization is the language of the subconscious mind. So imagine and visualize what it is you wish to feel instead in that moment. If you're feeling anxiety, bring in a sense of calm. What loves you unconditionally? Like your pet. For me, my little baby Jigsaw, Jiggy, I have puzzles in Jigsaw. I have two rescues. Jiggy is very close to me. I know their names are cute, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so puzzles and Jigsaw. Jigsaw. And Jigsaw's very attached to me. The moment I think of him, I feel that unconditional love or my relationship to God is a big one. The moment I think about that, I can take walks with him. I can literally feel the Holy Spirit. Now, immediately positive emotions. Remember, it's not, it's not happiness. It's 
a sense of peace and calm and ease. That is what optimizes your brain to open up and literally like see things with a bigger perspective. It's really good before negotiations and difficult discussions, you know? Yeah. You, you said something about, <laughs> you know, resetting your brain. It's yeah. like one of the things that you learn in, um, or at least I learned in my 12 step programs yeah. is that at any given time, you know, sometimes like we have a bad day, right? Mm -hmm. So we're on our way to work and, you know, we get a flat tire. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, we have a very important meeting mm -hmm. with a potential client and we just happen to spill coffee or something on our shirt that you yeah. can't get off before this meeting. And then, you know, just... <laughs> And somehow it's like you have those spiraling moments, mm -hmm. like those days where it's just like, is anything going to go right or it's just going to get worse? And then once I start getting in that mentality, then more bad stuff starts happening. But what I learned was I can stop my day at any time and say, I don't like this day. We're going to stop this right now, completely reset it. Yes. And change that perception yeah. like you're starting over and nothing bad has happened. And yeah. then I've noticed time and time the, the physical and the tangible benefits mm -hmm. because my day could have continued to spiral down just by the way I was thinking and the way mm -hmm. it was going yeah. and believing it. Mm -hmm. And calling and attracting more energy like that. And that's and physics. Like, right. Like energy attracts like energy. That's true. It's science. It is science. So. This is not a new age, no. you know, concept. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said, um, so you, tell us about your book. Okay. You have so, a book out. <laughs> thank you. So, yes. Uh, by the way, the, everything you were saying is you have every chance in the, in the world at any point in time to reclaim your day. So, if you wake up feeling heavy, oh, no, no, no. I see you heaviness. We're going to reclaim this day. Uh, music is a good one too. Um, using music to just lit, move the body, get the get oxygen into the brain, get the body and the mind optimally optimally functioning. Even if you don't feel like it, do it anyway. So that's another thing that you can use. Um, and then before you enter your home for the evening, just everything that happened, leave outside, and you get to decide how you wish to experience your evening instead. So. Things like that is really, really important. So I created uh, a journal called, called, there goes my New York, New York accent, came, <laughs> call, <laughs> came out, um, Puerto Rican, New Yorkian. Uh, so I created a journal called the Journal for Mind Optimization, Mind Mastery for Joyful Living, and it's on Amazon. And the reason why I created the journal is I wanted to give 66 mind tips. And the reason why 66 is because it actually shows that it takes... 66 64 days on average to create a new neural pathway in your brain so you literally are the architect of your brain you get to reparent your brain and rebuild your brain i go like this because i picture my brain in my hands we can do that in hypnosis sessions as well it's really cool like a little kid i'm gonna take this out i don't want this anymore i don't want this toxic energy and i'm gonna rebuild my brain it's really cool and if you do that enough times with these mind tips that i give it's a daily mind tip um, those neural path, the, the synapses between your neurons start to fire and wire and hardwire together. And that becomes literally your new identity. It's pretty amazing. You get to rebuild your identity. Um, and then in, it's a journal because journaling is a subconscious, uh, mechanism. So when you journal and you free write, you're actually putting those impressions in your subconscious mind. So I ask you to journal about your mind tip, how you experienced it, what's, what's your truth statement now that you did that mind tip and then my favorite part is the other side which is child's play 
So let's unleash your inner child and have fun since the subconscious likes to speak in imagery and pictures. So after you journal, you can close your mind, imagine and visualize you experiencing that mindset more regularly. And again, your brain is firing this data, right? And then open your eyes and you get to draw whatever you saw come up in your brain and off in your subconscious. Oftentimes this has an answer for you. It really does. And you're like, oh my God, that stick figure really represents this. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Or that's the pathway I need to go on. Or I need to express forgiveness. Let me get on the phone. <laughs> so it's pretty good. That awesome. is not easy work. And I've had to do it like in my 12-step program. So that's not fun. But... Yeah, I mean, it's really based on um, the four traits of, um, I do a lot of positive, I bring in a lot of positive psychology into my practice, which is the study of what, the scientific study of what creates human flourishing at work and in your personal life. So how is your psychological capital? What's in your mental bank? Do you operate from assets or from deficits? Do you go to worry and stress? Or do you look at a situation and go, ooh, there's pathways I can create out of this. Ooh, this challenge, it sucks and that it's hurtful, but what is it gonna teach me, right? Optimism. So it's based on the four traits of hero, hope, efficacy, resilience, and optimism. So all the mind tips fall under those things to help you build and increase your positive psychological capital. You're well, a hero. Well, I'm a hero now, but <laughs> 20 years ago, you would, I was spiritually bankrupt and you would not mm. want to see what was in my spiritual, in my mind's bank. <laughs> For sure. Your mental bank. Was my the, mental bank was completely <laughs> bankrupt in the red and like off the charts. Like, yeah. But you pulled it out. I was able to pull it out. Well, I mean, you know, you you hear mm -hmm. a lot of people who are, were wealth, who made all this wealth, yep. lost it yep. and then get it back. Yes, you know, that's right. it's like really about having the tools, right? Yeah. So we're basically like pieces of a puzzle. Yeah. We have all the pieces. We just kind of have to put it together in the way to mm -hmm. make it all fit into being the best you and best yeah. self. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I had so much fun. I feel like we could probably do a, a, a mini series <laughs> and I hope that you come back. I'm going to put links on how to find Jessica, how to find some of her uh, YouTube videos mm -hmm. and, and tutorials because she has a lot of insight to share to help you become your best authentic self. Yes, and visit me at beyoubloom.com. It's all about that, nourishing your fertile mental foundation so that your mental foundation, whatever you seed in it sprouts, but it has to be fertile first. So that's why it's called Be You Bloom. Right, and if you're spiritually bankrupt mm -hmm. like I was at some point, then she has some helpful tools um, that you can listen to on how to create po more positivity in your life and be your authentic self. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you. <laughs>